0: It's been a somber day. The news headlines are full of alarm, and I'm about ready to put up my tree and call it a year. Today, by the way, is Friday, September 11th, and it is the 19th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. Hi and hello! you found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. 19 years ago, I was in college at Olivet Nazarene University. Chris and I had finally turned a long-distance, years-long friendship into a new dating relationship, and I was doing very poorly in school, and I was fighting this internal battle to switch majors and colleges in a dramatic way. I had chosen to sleep through my first class, surprise, surprise, when my friend Janae burst through my dorm room door and shouted, There's been a bomb or something in New York. My bunk was triple stacked to make more floor space in our cramped dorm room, which meant I was sleeping so close to the ceiling that I could not sit up in my own bed or even turn onto my side without my shoulder hitting the ceiling. Janae's frantic voice caused me to throw myself down out of the bed without using the rungs on the side, and I cursed as my feet hit the ground and I crumpled to the floor in pain. But Janae jolted out of the door back across the hall to her room with the TV on. And I don't know, I just knew that it was an emergency. So I hopped up and I followed. I joined her and her roommate and watched CNN completely bewildered. There was a huge smoking black hole in one of the towers, and papers were fluttering out of the building. And was it a bomb or an accident or what? We didn't know anything. A few more girls came wandering into Janae's room, and I remember that none of us sat down. We stood there, our arms around each other, and I just kept muttering, What the... and and what the... you know, (laughs) I'm not going to say the words because your children might be listening. And then live on television, we watched as another plane hit the other tower. I don't know who screamed or who started crying or who started praying, but the way I recall it is that kind of all of those three things were happening together. Some girls filtered out of the room to call their parents, but I was transfixed to the TV. I remember watching the aftermath of the Columbine shooting on CNN a couple years prior and just crying as, as I watched as kids were trying to jump out windows. And, and I was like, could it be that I just saw someone jump to their death on the news just now? I think an anchor may have broken in to report that it was a terrorist attack, and I remember getting really angry. I am oddly patriotic. I think it's from being raised in a military family and having lost my father while he was in the army and spending most of my childhood at the VFW or the American Legion with my grandparents. I get teary when we sing the national anthem or when there's an American flag on TV, It's completely ridiculous, but that Toby Keith song called Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, you know, the one that's like, we'll put a boot up your A. (laughs) I think 20-year-old me could have written that song. So I was getting heated. Who would do this to our country, to our people? They're going to pay. And I stomped out of Janae's room and I got dressed in a huff. I couldn't just stand there sniveling with a bunch of girls. We had to do something is kind of where my mind went. I think that I thought that there was going to be a lot of injured people in New York. That lots of life-saving surgeries and blood transfusions would be happening. So I called the local hospital to see when their next blood drive was going to be. And they said it was happening that very day. And I asked if they could handle our college partnering with them to make sure we had enough blood. And if that blood could be moved to New York to help. And they said yes, so I quickly made two flyers, one for the blood drive for that afternoon and another for an emergency chapel service that night. I grabbed my big camera, ran my flyers to the main office of the college and asked them to print hundreds of copies. And I armed my friends with rolls of tape that I bought from the bookstore and told them to plaster the campus. I don't know if classes were canceled that day, but I didn't bother to go to them if they weren't. There's a photo of me in our college yearbook donating blood that afternoon, and the caption says something about how the student showed up in droves to donate blood. My nose is scrunched up, and I have a glimmer of a smile. It's evidence of my optimism that life would be saved. Never did any of us imagine that so many lives would just be Gone. That thousands of people would just be missing and that the number of injuries that would require blood was actually shockingly low. It was dark by the time I got back to my dorm room. I remember snapping a photo of the flags at half-mast at sunset. I remember holding hands with strangers in the dark at our chapel service. We were united in grief and prayer. And I remember my friend Katie telling me that we would remember this day for the rest of our lives. That one day, just like when we asked our parents where they were when JFK was shot, one day our children would ask us where we were when we heard about the plane crashes. Chris and I shared these stories with our kids over plates of takeout Thai food tonight. Jude reported that some kids in his class have the details wrong, that it wasn't terrorist, or that the pilots of the planes were just drunk. And we had to affirm to him, no, no. It was evil in a suicide mission done on purpose to hurt us. I caught Chris's eye and I smiled at each one of those kids sitting around our table slurping their rice soup. And I said, You know, Daddy was supposed to fly up to visit me that weekend. We had tickets to see Mommy's favorite band, Jimmy World, in Chicago, but all flights got canceled. So I got back to my dorm room and I just wanted to be with Daddy not my family, not my friends. So even though I was tired, I packed a bag and I drove to Atlanta to be with daddy. And that's how I knew that I loved him, that I really, really loved him. Because in a confusing and sad and hard time, I wanted to be with him. I know that on this day, 19 years ago, that nearly 3000 lives were lost But this makes me wonder how many relationships were solidified that day, and how many people said, let's not wait to get married, or let's not wait to start a family, or or things like that. Tonight, I got to tuck in three babies that are here because on this day 19 years ago, I knew that with Chris, I'd always feel safe, even in chaos. One thing that I'm thankful for is the fact that BetterHelp was set up for online counseling before the whole world had to pivot to try to figure out how to do everything online. BetterHelp is the largest online counseling platform worldwide. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I started counseling to help me learn how to process some of my health concerns and my counselor is also helping me work through my issues with sleeplessness. BetterHelp has made it possible for anyone to get help on their own time and at their own pace and on the platform that works best for them. If you live in an area where it may be difficult to get access to counselors with the expertise you need, BetterHelp is there for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist and it's completely confidential. No awkward waiting rooms. It was easy to start. After filling out a questionnaire to help match you with the kind of counselor you want, communication starts within 24 hours. And if you aren't happy with your counselor, know that BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free for you to change counselors if needed. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a today, by the way, friend, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com/indiana and financial aid may be available to those who qualify. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash Indiana. And now, back to the show. I just want to use the back half of this show to gush about you guys. I shared in our private Facebook group last night that I have had an extraordinarily hard week and that I needed to take today off. I turned off my notifications, I had a good cry, I did a hard row, and then unable to sleep last night, I finished the final Harry Potter book. I took a hot shower, washed my face really, really well, and I went to bed. This morning, things didn't seem better. I was awoken to two of my kids screaming at each other, and then on our way to school, I got into a minor car accident. Basically, the sun blinded me and I hit all of the divider sticks on the road and dented my driver's side door. We were okay, the car's actually okay, and we were just a little bit shaken, but the kids still got to school on time. I came home, and I finally looked at my phone, and this community loved me so well. So many people took the time to pray for me, my lunch was paid for, and so was dinner for my entire family. So I cried again today, but this time it was tears of thankfulness. Last week I talked about how to love friends well during hard seasons, and I urged you to share the load and to carry their mat and to point them to Jesus. And y'all did that for me today. I felt your prayers. You nourished my soul and my body, and we got to share with our kids just how kind and wonderful the world could be. Yes, there are evil people in the world who do evil things. But there are so many more caring people in the world who do selfless things. I think when I pitched the concept of this show to people back when we first started, a lot of people didn't get what I wanted to do. I was asked, that sounds nice, but how's it going to work? How can you build a community if you're the only one talking? How can a podcast be more than a podcast? How can you have genuine friendship with women who don't know you or who don't know each other? Ten months ago, I said, I don't know, but I know women and I am certain that this can work. Maybe this show won't grow any bigger than it is right now. Maybe most people still won't get it. But I don't think that that matters. If you're here, you get it. And that's why we do this show together. I really think we have the best community on the internet. My heart is full with you in my life. Thank you for being my internet besties. Okay, friend, that is it for today. I actually have no links in the show notes today, save for a link to BetterHelp, who is a sponsor and who does get what we're doing here. They help underwrite a portion of the cost of production, and I am grateful for that partnership. Most of all, I am grateful for you. Tomorrow is a new day, and I can feel it. You are cheering me on.